Hi, and welcome to Sleep Tight Relax. Hi there, and welcome to this episode of Sleep Tight Relax, sounds, music, and stories for calming busy minds. Today Shiro shares a story of a prince who travels to a faraway country to visit a princess who he's heard so much about. He then, during his travels, meets friends who later help him complete his quest. These simple stories are great for sleep and perhaps later conversations about how much has changed since they were written. Now, let's begin to relax. As always, before we continue, I recommend you first find a suitable environment for comfort. If you are ready for sleep or just taking a break, turn the lights down and find your comfortable place. You can lie down if you like or just sit. Position your pillows or your other little comforts, remove distractions, turn off notifications. You know what's best for you. Before we close our eyes, let's just take a deep breath. Nothing too intense, just a big breath in and then a big breath out. Let out that much needed sigh. Take another deep breath in and let it out. Now let's Close our eyes if, if you haven't already and, and try this again. Take a slow breath in and a slow breath out. As always, notice how you are doing this. Are you breathing through your nose, filling your chest or your abdomen? Take a deep breath in and out.
As we slowly transition to our story, continue to focus on your breath, breathing in blue skies and exhaling gray skies. I hope you find your calm and have a deep and restful sleep. In a country, there was a king who had a son who every day went out to hunt. One day, the queen, his mother, said to him, You can hunt wherever you like on these three sides, but you must never go to the fourth side. She said this because she knew if he went on the fourth side, he would hear of the beautiful Princess Lana, and that then he would leave his mother and father to look for the princess. The young prince listened to his mother and obeyed her for some time. But one day, when he was hunting on the three sides where he was allowed to go, he remembered what she had said to him about the fourth side, and he determined to go and see why she had said he could not hunt on that side. When he got there, he found himself in a jungle. There was nothing in the jungle but a number of parrots who lived in it. The young prince tried to catch some of them, and all at once they all flew away up into the sky. All, that is, but one. And this was their king. When the parrot king found himself left alone, he called out to the other parrots, Don't fly away and leave me alone when the king's son tries to catch us. If you desert me like this, I will tell the princess Lana... Then the parrots all flew back to their king, chattering. The prince was greatly surprised and said, Why, these birds can talk. Then he said to the parrots, Who is the princess Lana? Where does she live? But the parrots would not tell him where she lived. You can never get to Princess Lana's country. That is all they would say. The prince grew very sad when they would not tell him anything more, and he went home. When he got home, he would not speak 
or eat, but lay on his bed for four or five days and seemed very ill. At last he told his father and mother that he wanted to go and see the Princess Lana. I must go, he said. I must see what she is like. Tell me where her country is. We do not know where it is, answered his father and mother. Then I must go and look for it, said the prince. No, no, they said. You must not leave us. You are our only son. Stay with us. You will never find the princess Lana. I must try and find her, said the prince. If I live and I find her, I will come back to you. But I may never see you again. Still, I must go. So they had to let him go, though they cried very much when he left. His father gave him fine clothes to wear, a fine horse, and plenty of money. Then he got his horse all ready for the journey, and he said goodbye to his father and mother. And his mother took her handkerchief and wrapped some sweetmeats in it and gave it to her son. My child, she said to him, when you are hungry, eat some of these sweetmeats. He then set out on his journey and rode on and on till he came to a jungle where there was a pool and shady trees. He bathed himself and his horse in the pool and then sat down under a tree. Now, he said to himself, I will eat some of the sweetmeats my mother gave me and I will drink some water and then I will continue my journey. He opened his handkerchief and took out a sweetmeat. He found an ant on it. He took out another. There was an ant on that one too. So he laid the two sweetmeats on the ground and he took out another and another and another until he had taken them all out, but on each he found an ant. Never mind, he said, I won't eat the sweetmeats. The ants shall have them. Then the ant king came and stood before him and said, You have been good to us. If ever you are in trouble, think of me and we will come to you. The king's son thanked him, mounted his horse, and continued his journey. He rode on and on until he came to another jungle, and there he saw a tiger who had a thorn in his foot and was roaring loudly from the pain. Why do you roar like that? said the young prince. What is the matter with you? I have had a thorn in my foot for 12 years, answered the tiger, 
and it hurts me so. That is why I roar. Well, said the king's son, I will take it out for you. But maybe, as you are a tiger, when I have made you well, you will eat me. Oh no, said the tiger, I wouldn't do that. Please do make me well. Then the prince took a little knife from his pocket and cut the thorn out of the tiger's foot. But when he cut, the tiger roared louder than ever. So loud that his wife heard him in the next jungle and came bounding along to see what was the matter. The tiger saw her coming and hid the prince in the jungle so that she should not see him. What man hurt you that you roared so loud? said the wife. No one hurt me, answered the husband, but a king's son came and took the thorn out of my foot. Where is he? Show him to me, said the wife. If you promise not to hurt him, I will call him, said the tiger. I won't hurt him, only let me see him, answered his wife. Then the tiger called the king's son, and when he came, the tiger and his wife said thank you. Then they gave him a good dinner, and he stayed with them for three days. Every day he looked at the tiger's foot, and on the third day it was quite healed. Then he said goodbye to the tigers, and the tiger said to him, If ever you are in trouble, think of me, and we will come to you. The king's son rode on and on till he came to a third jungle. Here he found four men whose teacher had gone and had left four things. A bed which carried whoever sat on it wherever he wished to go. A bag that gave its owner whatever he wanted, jewels, food, or clothes a stone bowl that gave its owner as much water as he wanted, no matter how far he might be from water, and a stick and rope, to which its owner had only to say, if anyone came to harm him, stick, battle the men, and the stick would defeat them, and the rope would tie them up. The four men were arguing over these things. One said, I want this. Another said, you cannot have it, for I want it, and so on. The king's son said to them, do not fight over these things. I will shoot four arrows in four different directions. Whichever of you gets to my first arrow shall have the first thing, the bed. Whoever gets to the second arrow shall have the second thing, the bag. He who gets to the third arrow shall have the third thing, the bowl. And he who gets to the fourth arrow shall have the last things, the stick and rope. To this they agreed, and the prince shot off his first arrow. Away raced the men to get it 
When they brought it back to him, he shot off the second. And when they had found and brought it to him, he shot off his third. And when they had brought him the third, he shot off the fourth. While they were away looking for the fourth arrow, the king's son let his horse loose in the jungle and sat on the bed, taking the bowl, the stick and rope, and the bag with him. Then he said, Bed, I wish to go to Princess Lana's country. The little bed instantly rose up into the air and began to fly, and it flew and flew till it came to Princess Lana's country, where it settled on the ground. The king's son asked some men he saw, Whose country is this? The Princess Lana's country, they answered. Then the prince went on till he came to a house where he saw an old woman. Who are you, she said. Where do you come from? I come from a far country, he said. Would you let me stay with you tonight? No, she answered. I cannot let you stay with me for our king has ordered that men from other countries may not stay in his country. You cannot stay in my house. You are my auntie, said the prince. Let me stay with you for this one night. You see, it is evening, and if I go into the jungle, it will not be safe. Well, said the old woman, you may stay here tonight but tomorrow morning you must go away. For if the king hears you have passed the night in my house, he will have me put in prison. Then she took him into her house, and the king's son was very glad. The old woman began preparing dinner, but he stopped her. Auntie, he said, I will give you food. He put his hand into his bag, saying, Bag, I want some dinner. And the bag gave him instantly a delicious dinner served up on two gold plates. The old woman and the king's son then dined together. When they had finished eating, the old woman said, Now I will fetch some water. Don't go, said the prince. You shall have plenty of water directly. So he took his bowl and said to it, Bowl, I want some water. And then it filled with water. When it was full, the prince cried out, Stop, bowl. And the bowl stopped filling. See, auntie, he said, With this bowl, I can always get as much water as I want. By this time, night had come. Auntie, said the king's son, why don't you light a lamp? There is no need, she said. Our king has forbidden the people in his country to light any lamps. For, as soon as it is dark, his daughter, the princess Lana, comes and sits on her roof. And she shines so that she lights up all the country and our houses and we can see to do our work as if it were day. 
When it was the darkest part of the night, the princess got up. She dressed herself in her rich clothes and jewels and rolled up her hair, and across her head she put a band of diamonds and pearls. Then she shone like the moon, and her beauty made night day. She came out of her room and sat on the roof of her palace. In the daytime, she never came out of her house. She only came out at night. All the people in her father's country then went about their work and finished it. The king's son watched the princess quietly and was very happy. He said to himself, how lovely she is. At midnight, when everybody had gone to bed, the princess came down from her roof and went to her room. And when she was in bed and asleep, the king's son got up softly and sat on his bed. Bed, he said to it, I want to go to Princess Lana. So the little bed carried him to the room where she lay fast asleep. The young king took his bag and said, I want a great deal of sweet fruit. And it at once gave him quantities of sweet fruit. This he laid near the princess's bed, and then his little bed carried him back to the old woman's house. Next morning, all the princess's servants found the sweet fruit and began to eat it. Where did you get all that sweet fruit? asked the princess. We found it near your bed, answered the servants. Nobody knew the prince had come in the night and put it there. In the morning, the old woman came to the king's son. Now it is morning, she said, and you must go, for if the king finds out all I have done for you, he will seize me. I am ill today, dear auntie, said the prince. Do let me stay till tomorrow morning. Okay, said the old woman. So he stayed, and they took their dinner out of the bag, and the bowl gave them water. When night came, the princess got up and sat on her roof, and at twelve o'clock, when everyone was in bed, she went to her bedroom and was soon fast asleep. Then the king's son sat on his bed, and it carried him to the princess. He took his bag and said, Bag, I want a most lovely shawl. It gave him a splendid shawl, and he spread it over the princess as she lay asleep. Then he went back to the old woman's house and slept till morning. In the morning, when the princess saw the shawl, she was delighted. See, mother, she said, the fairies must have given me this shawl. It is so beautiful. Her mother was very glad. Yes, my child, she said, the fairies must have given you this splendid shawl. When it was morning, the old woman said to the king's son, now you must really go. Auntie, he said, I am not well enough yet. Let me stay a few days longer. I will remain hidden in your house so that no one may see me. So the old woman let him stay. When it was black night, Princess put on her lovely clothes and jewels and sat on her roof, 
At midnight, she went to her room and went to sleep. Then the king's son sat on his bed and flew to her room. There he said to his bag, Bag, I want a very, very beautiful ring. The bag gave him a glorious ring. Then he took the Princess Lana's hand gently to put the ring on it, and she woke up very frightened. Who are you? she said to the prince. Where do you come from, and why did you you in my room? Do not be afraid, princess, he said. I am not a thief. I am a great king's son. The parrot king who lives in the jungle where I went told me your name. And then I left my father and mother and came to see you. Well, said the princess, as you are the son of such a great king, I will tell my mother and father that I wish to marry you. The prince then returned to the old woman's house, and when morning came, the princess said to her mother, The son of a great king has come to this country, and I wish to marry him. Her mother told this to the king. Good, said the king, but if this king's son wishes to marry my daughter, he must first do whatever I bid him. If he fails, I will send him away. I will give him 80 pounds of mustard seed, and out of this he must crush the oil in one day. If he cannot do this, he shall leave. In the morning, the king's son told the old woman that he intended to marry the princess. Oh, said the old woman, go away from this country and do not think of marrying her. A great many kings and king's sons have come here to marry her, and her father has sent them all away. He says, whoever wishes to marry his daughter must first do whatever he bids them. If he can, then he shall marry the princess. If he cannot, the king will have him sent away. But no one can do the things the king tells him to do. So all the kings and king's sons who have tried have been sent away. You will be sent away too if you try. Do go away. But the prince would not listen to anything she said. The king sent for the prince to the old woman's house and his servants brought the king's son to the king's courthouse. There the king gave him 80 pounds of mustard seed and told him to crush all the oil out of it that day and bring it the next morning to him at the courthouse. Whoever wishes to marry my daughter, he said to the prince, must first do all I tell him. If he cannot, then I shall have him sent away. So if you cannot crush all the oil out of this mustard seed, you will go. The prince was very sorry when he heard this. How can I crush the oil out of all of this mustard seed in one day? He said to himself, and if I do not, the king will send me away. He took the mustard seed to the old woman's house and did not know what to do. At last, he remembered the ant king, and the moment he did so, 
the ant king and his ants came to him. Why do you look so sad? said the ant king. The prince showed him the mustard seed and said to him, How can I crush the oil out of all this mustard seed in one day? And if I do not take the oil to the king tomorrow morning, he will send me away. Be happy, said the ant king. Lie down and sleep. We will crush all the oil out for you during the day, and tomorrow morning you shall take it to the king. The king's son lay down and slept, and the ants crushed out the oil for him. The prince was very glad when he saw the oil. The next morning he took it to the courthouse to the king, but the king said, You cannot yet marry my daughter. If you wish to do so, you must first fight with my two dragons. A long-ago king had caught two dragons and then, as he did not know what to do with them, had them closed up in a cage. He was afraid to let them loose for fear they would torment all the people in his country, and he did not know how to get rid of them. So all the kings and king's sons who wanted to marry the princess Lana had to fight with these dragons. Said the king to himself, Perhaps the dragons may be sent away, and then I shall be rid of them. When he heard of the dragons, the king's son was very sad. What can I do? he said to himself. How can I fight with these two dragons? Then he thought of this tiger and his wife. And they came to him and said, Why are you so sad? The king's son answered, The king has ordered me to fight with his two dragons and send them away. How can I do this? Do not be frightened, said the tiger. Be happy. My wife and I will fight them for you. Then the king's son took out of his bag two splendid coats. They were all gold and silver and covered with pearls and diamonds. He put these on the tigers to make them beautiful, and he took them to the king and said, May these tigers fight your dragons for me? Yes, said the king, who did not care in the least who sent his dragons away, provided they were gone. Then call your dragons, said the king's son, and these tigers will fight them. The king did so, and the tigers and the dragons fought until the tigers had sent the dragons away. That is good, said the king, but you must do something else before I will let you marry my daughter. Up in the sky I have a kettle drum. You must go and beat it. If you cannot do this, I will send you away. The king's son thought of his little bed, so he went to the old woman's house and sat on the bed. Little bed, he said, up in the sky is the king's kettle drum. I want to go to it. The bed flew up with him, and the king's son beat the drum, and the king heard him. Still, when he came down, the king would not let him marry his daughter. You have, he said to the prince, 
done the three things I told you to do, but you must do one thing more. If I can, I will, said the king's son. Then the king showed him the trunk of a tree that was lying near his courthouse. It was a very, very thick trunk. He gave the prince a wax hatchet and said, Tomorrow morning, you must cut this trunk in two with this wax hatchet. Then the king's son went back to the old woman's house. He was very sad and thought that now the king would certainly send him away. I had his oil crushed out by the ants, he said to himself. I had his dragons sent away by the tigers. My bed helped me to beat his kettle drum. But now what can I do? How can I cut that thick tree trunk in two with a wax hatchet? At night he went on his bed to visit the princess. Tomorrow, he said to her, your father will send me away. Why? asked the princess. He has told me to cut a thick tree trunk in two with a wax hatchet. How can I ever do that? said the king's son. Do not be afraid, said the princess. Do as I bid you, and you will cut it in two quite easily. Then she pulled the hair from her head and gave it to the prince. Tomorrow, she said, when no one is near you, you must say to the tree trunk, the princess Lana commands you to let yourself be cut in two by this hair. Then stretch the hair down the edge of the wax hatchet's blade. The prince the next day did exactly as the princess had told him. And the minute the hair was stretched down the edge of the hatchet blade and it touched the tree trunk, it split into two pieces. The king said, now you can marry my daughter. And the wedding took place. All the kings of the countries round were asked to come to it, and there was great rejoicing. After a few days, the prince's son said to his wife, Let us go to my father's country. The princess Lana's father gave them a quantity of camels and horses and money, and they traveled to the prince's county, where they lived happily. The prince always kept his bag, bowl, bed, and stick. Only, as no one ever tried to harm him, he never needed to use the stick. <laughs>